I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, this is another Truck Talk podcast. I hope you don't mind. I do wear like my actual podcast recording headset with my recorder in the truck, so the audio is pretty good, but when I run over bumps and stuff, my voice kind of shakes a little bit. And when I listen back to it, I'd have to chuck it a little bit. Because our roads here in Lansing are terrible. They are horrible. Worst, worst roads in the country, I think. Anyway, that's beyond the point. Guys, man, I am still reeling from the awesome experience I had at Equip Expo this year. It was a good one. Now... I, I didn't go to all the events. I had a pretty bad cold from Wednesday to Thursday. Actually, it was more like Tuesday to Thursday. Um, so my son and I, we went down Monday and we, you know, tooled around and whatever. We v visited the Louisville Slugger State uh, Museum and Factory and did a tour there, which was kind of neat, but it was also kind of lame. Um you know, we're not super into baseball or anything like that, so it wasn't super cool for us. But it was kind of neat to see how they do the bats. But, I mean, we already knew the process because we've watched videos on YouTube of people using lathes and things like that. Anyway, so we did that Monday, or we did that Tuesday. But my cold really started kicking in, and it was bad. Uh... Thursday, I was really miserable. Uh, so when it came time to go to the uh, rally, um, I decided not to go. And there's a couple reasons for that. Um, the first reason was that I didn't feel very good. I was very stuffed up. I did not feel very good. And I just needed to rest. So we actually went out and got some dinner with, with a friend, uh, with Cameron Duncan, actually. He was gracious enough to come to dinner with us because I wasn't feeling good. And um, so we just sat. I got, actually, we went to the same Mexican restaurant that the Wednesday night meetup was, which was fantastic. We had like 25 guys there. It was really cool. Half of them we're from Canada, which was awesome. Those Canadians, eh? They're pretty good. And uh, it was just fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was it was a lot of camaraderie. It was the restaurant outside of the room that we were in was packed. They started seating people in the room because we had a couple extra tables in there. So they, they started seating people in the room. And it was... It, it made it a little awkward, but it was all right. Um, we didn't have as much room to get up and walk around and things like we did before, but that's all right. It was still a great time. Everyone I talked to said they enjoyed it. Um, it was just a good time of fellowship. It was a good time to 
get to know new people. Um, I got to sit across the table from a couple of guys, and I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names, so I don't remember their names. If you guys are listening, you know who you are. Uh, they were just great guys and fun. They were young, really young, young in business too. So um, one of them is getting into hardscapes. So he was interested in looking at like mini skids and things like that. The other one does just straight lawn care and he's just getting into that. So they were really cool to talk to. That was a lot of fun for me. And I did get up and mosey around the room a little bit and talk to a few people. But a lot of people were engaged in conversations that I didn't want to to scramble. So, you know, I just kind of stayed at my end of the table. So we went, so for Thursday night, Cameron and I and Marcus, my son Marcus, went back to the same restaurant. I got a soup. They have a soup there and it's got just a little bit of spicy kick to it, which is exactly... It was exactly what my sinuses and my cold needed. And so we got dinner and it was wonderful. And I, I was so glad that uh, Cameron decided to come with us uh, to dinner because I was just not feeling good. And um, the conversation that night was really good for me. Um, we talked about content and the content side of business and all that. I mean, we talked about a bunch of stuff. We talked about family. Um, you guys know I'm big on family. And uh, I've gotten to know Cameron over the last couple of years. And I've met his wife and kids. Um, and so, you know, it was fun to just talk to him about his family, what's been going on. They've had some real struggles this year with, you know, sickness, not in their, their immediate family, but in their extended family. They've just had a lot of stuff going on. And so it was good to talk to him and, uh, you know, just, just hear his stories and all that stuff. And like I said, we talked about content creation and where we want to take our channels and, all that different kind of stuff, you know, most of it was YouTube because that's where we're trying to focus right now. At least I am and I, I'm, I know he is as well. So we're, we're kind of focusing on that YouTube thing, trying to figure that out because it's, kind of it's kind of a strange thing to figure out. And we're trying to do it a little different and uh, trying to have... Not really do it different, but have a different kind of impact. So that's where we're at with that. And it was just great to talk with Cameron on Thursday night. So that's why I was not at the rally. Um, I'm not. There was another reason that we didn't go to the rally or that Marcus and I didn't go. Number one, Marcus is not a fan of big crowds at all. Like he does not do good in, in crowds like we could have got there, and five minutes later, he'd be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's move. Let's go. He just doesn't like it. And, you know, for me as a dad, that I don't want to put him through that, you know. And I, I would have loved to meet a bunch of people at the rally, but another drawback is that it's right downtown. And I'm sorry, guys. When I go to Equip, I've got thousands of dollars of equipment and stuff in my car 
and it has to be in my car. And so I'm just like, I don't really want to park on the street downtown or in a parking garage because I don't know if you guys know of Louisville's reputation, but it's a pretty rough city at night. And so that was just another reason I did not care to go downtown. Man, if they, I wish that they would move the rally back to the caves. I really do. I wish that they would move it back to the caves. That was, I know there are some people that struggle with being underground and, and in an enclosed space with only one exit. I get it. I understand that people really struggle with that. You also got to understand they have an overhead door that leads outside. So there is a large opening. If there was an emergency, they can get people out. But I understand that as well. So that keeps some people away. But at the same time, those same people that have that fear of being in closed spaces, they have a fear of being in large crowds. So at the same time, you know, they're going to be struggling to be there anyway. So I really enjoyed when we had the, the rally at the caves. I thought it was a special place. And... Um, I didn't care so much for um, Copper and Kings, that bar, distillery, whatever you want to call it, because it was outside, but you could also be inside. So it separated the group, whereas in the cave, you weren't necessarily separated. We were all in one big room, and that really, that, that was really cool. That was really cool to me. And so I, I wish that we could take the rally back to its roots and, and go back to the cave. I really do. I don't know if there's like different logistical things where that's just not possible. And I totally get that if that's the case. I totally get that. But I really at the same time like having the rally where the concert was to me that is defeating the purpose of what the rally was intended to be which was a gathering of people separate from the equip expo or the gie expo and that's just not the case now it's just not the case and so now that they had the concert where are the rally where the concert is there's no level of separation there and that really disappoints me it really does and it, it kind of it stinks and it it makes me not want to go because it, it makes me feel like now the rally is subject to whatever equip expo wants the people to do wants wants the rally to be or do and that just stinks that just really stinks and i don't like that i don't like it at all because that's not the that was not the intention when the rally started and so that that's just disappointing to me just disappointing but so that's just a couple of reasons why i didn't go now the last reason that i gave there that's not a reason for me not to go but being that it was downtown, I have my car full of stuff, and 
Um, Marcus doesn't like the large crowds. And I was sick. That was a big enough reason for me not to go. Um, but my friend Phil, and I do consider him a friend. Um, I consider him a pretty good friend. Um, he's also got a podcast. He's got the Think Green podcast. Uh, go check that out. Just a little plug there for him. I try to plug my friend's podcast whenever possible. Um, he's talking a little bit, just suggested it on his last podcast episode of maybe doing a different Thursday night meetup, starting a new one, starting something different. And I'd be all down for that. I would. I would be all down for that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the alcohol. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Um, some of you guys listening may have known me for years. And you know that there was a time when I'd go to the, the rally and you'd see me walking with a beer or whatever. Um, or you saw me at 4th Street and I'd have a beer or something like that. That's, that's not me anymore. Um, I don't drink anymore. Well, let me take that back. I'm going to be honest. i got to be honest. I do drink a glass of wine occasionally. Not even a glass of wine. It's like three swallows of wine because I have bad stomach issues. And the Bible says a little bit of wine is good for the stomach. And so, and I wish I could get like wine from like Portugal or Spain that doesn't have to have all this other crap in it that we in America, the government in America makes us have in the wine. But it is what it is. Um, surprisingly, the wine does help my stomach. But I don't drink it every day. And I only drink like three swallows of wine. So it's like a little bit of wine in the bottom of a wine glass um, to help my stomach. So that's what I do. And that's occasionally. I haven't drank wine in a little while now. Um, we do have it at home, but I, I'm not. I'm not a drinker. Um, it's just not something that I want to do. Um, that's not something I want to put in my body anymore. But I do drink as low alcohol wine as I can find at the store. So um, just just being honest there. So I don't drink anymore. Um, and I'm not trying to say that I look down on anyone that does. I don't look down on you for doing that. Um, and if you're not a believer in Christ, I don't, I'm not looking down on you for that. I do think you should believe in Christ. I, I wish you would believe in Christ. Um, and I pray that you would. But I understand that people who aren't Christians are not going to act like Christians. I understand that. I, I totally get that. And I'm not trying to say that you should act like a Christian if you're not. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think you have to. Because you don't believe in, in Christ. And that's that's okay. I mean it it's not okay for to me, <laughs> but you know, it, it is a choice. God gives us free will. So you can definitely choose that. So I'm not trying to say that I'm looking down on anyone who does anything that I don't do. Uh, I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, I'm just saying it would be nice 
to start something different, um, something that has a little bit more impact, something that has a little bit more meaning than just coming together to have a party and to help people make money. And I'm not talking about in business. I'm talking about the people that put on the event. Okay? So, um, I don't have a problem with people making money on the event. I don't. But, I feel like it's become something that is only put on and still put on to make money. And to allow bigger YouTube channels or bigger podcasts or whatever come together for their fans. And that's what I feel. Now, I, I, I could be off base there, but that's what I see. That's what a lot of other people see that I have talked to. And so I, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes here, okay? I think the rally is a good thing, but I think the location for it this year wasn't great. I mean, it sounds like it was a beautiful building, and it was a beautiful room. I just don't, I don't personally like parking on the street in a city, um, especially a city like Louisville, um, especially when you hear stories of people getting their trucks stolen or the catalytic converters stolen, things like that. I just don't, I don't, I don't like that. It doesn't sit well with me. So that, that's all that. So other than, than the Thursday night rally being sick and all those other reasons, that's why I didn't go to the rally. So that's why you didn't see me there. It's not like I'm a stick in the mud, but you know, those were just some reasons I didn't want to go. Um, then Friday, it was just a good, good day. I connected with a lot of companies, shot some video. Uh, I got a video of the Spencer's new um, flex shoot, uh, which was really cool. And I got Savannah to talk about it a little bit, which was awesome. Uh, I really appreciate the Spencers. I have a lot of respect for them. I enjoy the way they do their channel and how open and honest they are. And um, I have a lot of respect for that. I really do. And when I stopped by the booth and talked to Savannah, she was exactly like you see on the YouTube videos. And of course, I've talked to her before. Her her and... Oh my goodness. Her and Sean. I just had a brain fart. So, um, I, you know, I've had like a group breakfast with them before. Um, when I used to be in the Echo Means Business group or the UAG group or whatever. And um, they're just really down-to-earth people. And... I just, I love that about them. I do. I love that about them. Um, Savannah just has that, you can see that motherly heart in her with everything that she does. And I, that's just awesome. I, I love to see that. And I love to see a family working together. And I know that Sean and Savannah, even though they were at their booth this year and had to be there a lot. I know that they would want their kids to be here with them if they could come because they, they're just family oriented. And I love that. I love it. 
So, um, what else to talk about? So that was kind of part of the Equip Expo experience for me. I'm going to continue to talk about the experience as I, oof, just went over some railroad tracks here. Um, as I continue to think back on the Equip Expo, I'm going to continue to talk about it because it was a great experience for me. Um, it was just, it was really fun. But I want to talk a little bit about my day. So I started my day late again today. I started late yesterday. Uh, started my day late today. Again, got to the first lawn around 10 a.m. Oof, which is really late. And part of that was um, I was having computer issues at home and I needed to send out a mass email to all my clients because I'm running behind uh, just with all the leaves uh, that are, are down. Our turf is really wet here. Not the grass. The grass isn't necessarily wet, but the turf is super wet. Um, we've had a lot of rain here lately, and we're going to get more rain this week. Uh, tomorrow and Thursday, we're supposed to get more rain. Um, and we had a really hard frost on Monday, so I couldn't start mowing until that frost started to burn off. So it was it was really late start the last two days. This morning, my alarm didn't go off. Now, maybe it did, and maybe I woke up and turned it off and did not remember that I did so. That could be. But I always try to get up at 5.30. Um, it did not happen today. I didn't get up till like 7.30 today. It was crazy. I was so mad. But, you know, what do you do? What do you do? So, you just, you just go with it. So, I emailed all my customers. I said, hey... This week's schedule is kind of out the window with how wet the turf is. I got to go slower. There's a bunch of leaves I got to mulch. It's just, we're just going to have to um, throw the schedule kind of out the window this week. Uh, I'm going to try to get everybody in this week, but it's just, it's one of those things where you may get pushed back to next week, whatever. Um, this is the last week of mowing for me, so it's not that big of a deal, but definitely still want to get everyone in this week if I can but it, it is what it is too like they're, they're understanding my clients are understanding so it's not that big of a deal uh, that's something for you guys to really consider as well like if something comes up just email your customers or text them or whatever I used to text like mass text everyone because I could do that through Yardbook but now since the government had passed this stupid law where you have to have this certain, I don't know what it is. It's so confusing. I, I tried to use the Twilio integration. It doesn't work. Um, I haven't, I have yet to be able to get it working for me. And it's just so frustrating. So I just started going to email and just doing email because it's, it's just so frustrating. I'm just so over it. I've been trying to do it for a month and a half now. Just not working. Every time that I set up a Twilio campaign, if you guys use Yardbook, you know, kind of know what I'm talking about maybe. Um, if it doesn't go through and doesn't work, it costs me more money. And because you have to pay to do it all over again. And it's just a, it's a crapshoot. And I just, I hate it. I don't. I, I don't want to even 
think about it or talk about it because it's just terrible. Um, and it's not Yardbook's fault. It's the government. It's our stupid government that it, it, our government is just completely stupid. Um, I don't care if you're right or left, conservative, liberal. I don't care. You have to agree our government is completely bass-ackwards, and it is just frustrating for a business owner. And I, I just, man, don't get me started. <laughs> I, don't, I don't try to listen to the news or anything like that because I just get wound up. And then I end up starting to post stuff on Facebook, and then I get in trouble. And it's just, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't need that. So I really try to stay away from the news. And, man, I'm telling you what, life has been better since I stay away from news. But at the same time, then you miss out on some news. But you know what? It's not really that important. When you think about it, if it's really important, you'll hear about it. Right? So it's just not that important. Now, this Twilio thing was important, but I just ignored it. Because I didn't read what they were saying when they said integrate Twilio. I didn't, you know, I didn't read the article or whatever um, until my messaging stopped. And then I was like, oh, what's going on? And then everyone on Facebook on the Yardbook forum was like, what? Messaging isn't working. It's going to be bad. I'm trying to get this Twilio to go and it won't go. That's been like everyone's experience that it's just been a pain in the butt to get Twilio going and then you have to pay to send these text messages out when you didn't have to before and it's it, it what it does is it sends your message on some uh, on a different number and I don't get it I don't know why we need that I get stupid spam messages all the time from insurance companies, from lenders, and I just, I type in stop, and that's supposed to, you know, fix them up or whatever, but then I get calls. I get eight to ten spam calls a day, and I block every single one of those stupid things, and I still get eight to ten a day since this new law went into effect. So I don't... Whatever the intent of this law was, it didn't work. Okay, let's just be honest. It didn't work. Because since it went into effect, I've been getting lit up with spam calls. I don't know about you guys, but it's it's just trash. So, anyway. So, it has been a crazy week. Anyway, and I know I said this last week, or the last episode. It has been a crazy week, but it's also been good. It's also been good. It's training me to just let things go. It's not that big of a deal because I tend to get stressed out when things don't go right. And it's just not that big of a deal. And it's just, I'm starting to roll with the punches here at the end of the season, which is really nice. I'll get the last cuts in. Everyone will get cut. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And then we'll just keep rolling with with mulching leaves. So, yeah, that's that's been my, my day. That's been my week this week and a little bit of the Equip Expo. Man, I, I just cannot say enough about the Equip Expo this year. Just talking with a few brands that 
are really exciting. Um, I did some talking with Bradley, which was really nice. I always stopped by their booth. Um, even before I owned a Bradley, I would stop by there, check out what they had new. They've got a new 32-inch stander that's coming out in the spring, which is really exciting. So if you're in the market for that, check that out. Um, Bradley makes mowers that are far below the price of all the other mowers. And you're going to be thinking to yourself, yeah, but why are they so much less? What's, what's the difference? Well, let me tell you. If you have seen a bobcat mower, like a stand-on mower, you've basically seen a Bradley deck. You've basically seen a Bradley frame. Um, they, and a Kubota stander, for that matter. They basically, all three, use the same frame. They don't have the same tower, like control tower and things like that. But the deck and the frame are pretty much the same. And so you've basically seen them. It, but Bradley has this philosophy of making quality stand-on mowers at an affordable price. And they can do it because they don't have a large dealer network. They go direct to consumer. A lot of times they do have some dealers but they go direct to consumer a lot of times they'll ship the mower to your nearest like UPS location or whatever warehouse and that to me is really cool I like that philosophy that someone just getting started in the business like a high school kid who doesn't have fifteen thousand dollars to buy these expensive mowers today can get into a mower for $6,000. I really, really appreciate that about Bradley mowers. And I told that to them to their face. Like, I really, I really appreciate it. And, of course, they appreciate me talking about their mowers and things. But I'm not sponsored by Bradley mowers. All right? Yeah, they sent me uh, a new back pad for my... For my Bradley, and they sent me a hand, uh, the control handles extender kit. They sent those to me um, for free, and I think it's because they knew I'd talk about it. Because I, I am talking about it. They're awesome. The new back pad has little, uh, I call them baffles on the sides. Kind of holds you in the operator station better. Um, it's really good. It's way better than the old pad. It's really good. Um, nice and cushy. You cannot cut the thing with a knife. It's that type of material, so it's really cool. Um, and then those extender handles fixed my back problem with the Bradley mower. Because when I first started using the Bradley, I kind of bent down a little bit. Because I wasn't used to extending my arms. So this, this year, like my back problems weren't bad anymore. My back was used to the Bradley mower. However... The, the handle extensions really work well. Like, they are good. And I like them a lot. I really do. I think they're, they're a game changer. I think every company should do something like it. Um, Bradley figured out a way to do it inexpensively. If you've seen the Grasshopper stand-on mower, they figured out a way to do it very expensively because their whole tower raises and lowers. And so that's got to be way more expensive. Yes, it looks better. 
It sure does. I agree. But Bradley has come up with a solution that is inexpensive and works. And so I really appreciate that about Bradley. I really do. I cannot say enough about Bradley mowers. Um, yeah, they use like their, their um, what do they call them? The wheel motors or whatever you want to call them. I think they're they're not as powerful as others on the market, uh, as other brands use that are on the market. I, but I like them just fine. Um, going up steep hills, you might have it might struggle a little bit, but other than that, you won't notice a difference. The mo difference. The mower's very fast, and it it, it cuts pretty good. I, I'm not going to say it cuts fantastic. Um, your blades on the Bradley mower do have to be razor sharp. I will say that. And I, I've just been open and honest with you guys about Bradley mowers from the beginning. Um, I do like them. I like them a lot. But they do have some issues. Um, it is a mulching deck. And it does hold grass. And it'll spit clumps. And it doesn't clean up the clumps too well. All right? It's got some extra thing stuff in the deck that could possibly be done away with. They have some some baffle things where you it's got holes in it so you can bolt their mulch kit in there. Um, I don't use a mulch kit. I don't need it. So I could I could essentially cut those things out if I wanted to, but. I want to leave it like it is. So sometimes the cut quality, if the deck is not clean, uh, the cut quality does go down and sometimes you have to double cut. But by and large, the Bradley mower gets the job done just fine, just as good as my Toro Multiforce. So I will say um, the Toro Multiforce cuts way better in wet conditions than the Bradley does. It's a drawback to the Bradley mower deck. Um, if you talk to anyone with a Kubota or a, or a Bobcat stand-on mower, they will tell you the same thing because it's the same deck. Um, they struggle to cut good in wet grass. I think Tor the Toro Turbo Force deck by far is the best cutting deck on the market. So it's, it's not really a fair comparison because the Toro Turbo Force deck is the best deck on the market. So... With all this being said, guys, I'm at home now. I just pulled in, and I need to go in and spend time with the family. I have 15 minutes until my boys have to go to bath. Not bed, but start bath time. So it is what it is. Uh, this time of year, uh, it gets dark early, and it's, it's just frustrating. I want to be home with my family. I do. I want to be home with them. So next year... As I've, I think I've said on the podcast, I'm looking at cutting my lawn care clients in half because I, I want to push more into the Ventrac side so that I can make more money with less time and be home with the family. So that's the goal. But guys, this podcast has kind of been all over the place. I know it has. I hope you guys are still listening. But. Don't forget to head over to the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel. Check it out there. Also, join the Mowing in the Dark Lawn Care Podcast Facebook group. And 
I have a special announcement. What 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 what? If you go to Mowing in the Dark or www.mowinginthedarkpodcast.com, I have my 12-month contract there. I also have a client cancellation letter there. I was charging for these. I was charging $5.99 for them. They are now a free download. You can download them for free. The contract, while it does not show, I don't believe, the terms and conditions in the photo that's on the website, you do get the terms and conditions with that contract. So make sure that you head over to mowinginthedarkpodcast.com, download those contracts, that cancellation letter. They are free, free 99 The only thing that I ask is that right there next to where you click on to download, there is a little like contact us type form. What I want you to do is just answer those questions there and tell me right in the description box that you downloaded the contract. Leave me your name and let me know that you downloaded the contract. That's all I want to know. And if, if you download it and you look it over and you have problems with the contract, go back to the website, fill that form out, and tell me what is what you think I need to change on the contract, okay? So, with all that being said, I hope you are still listening because you just got in some good information there. But that is the end of that podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.